Hey guys, this is a part one and two, and uh, man, it there's only a few, a handful that I say are top-notch episodes, ones that are life-changing. I mean, well, let me put it this way. I love all of our discussions and conversations that we've done over a hundred plus episodes on the art of self-change, but there are a specific few that I know if people grasp what we are talking about. It is life-changing, and these next two episodes are. So enjoy, take notes, take at least two action steps when you get done. Uh, Do a self-evaluation on where you might be uh, on the topic that we discuss. If you do those things, I guarantee it's going to be something that is going to help you in achieving your dreams and your goals. So, um... So we've got the beginning and then you're kind of going through, you know, the process. I think what I'd like to do is pivot toward signs that you may be dream obsessed versus demand. So to clarify, when you go back to the example of Joseph or you go back to my example, what occurred is there was a demand. There was a, um, but if we go to those examples A demand was put on the gifting and skill set of Joseph. So you're going to have natural gifting, natural skill sets that people will see and they'll have a problem and they think that you are the one that can solve that problem. And... Uh, And so that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like you're going about your daily life, you're solving problems, whether in a professional or personal setting, it can be both. You know, um, I have been put in positions many times where I actually solved personal problems that then turned into business opportunities. I'm I'm actually putting one together right now that would be very lucrative. And so when you solve problems, then you're, you're not only serving others well, you're creating a network of people that can actually help you get in your dream. And then also you're improving your gift and your skill set. So it's like my son had, um, has a natural ability to pick up any instrument and learn it. And he learned to play by ear. And um, when he first started, it was raw talent. So even though he had the gift, he had to practice. So it's the same thing. I have a client that's a, a world famous artist and he had a natural ability, but me and him have taught many times, not only did he have a natural ability, he had to practice to where now he's a master, right? And he's always practicing uh, and improving his skill. So here are signs, though, that you might be dream-obsessed versus demand-focused. Frustration and irritation. So if you keep trying to work towards your dream, but you keep hitting walls or you're getting frustrated because it's not happening sooner or whatever that looks like, or you're frustrated with the people that are in your life because they're not, air quotes, helping you realize your dream, those are signs. And I get frustration and I get people thinking it should have happened a lot sooner, but trust the process. Exactly. Right? And so frustration, irritation, but also, and this can be hard for people to see, the narcissistic tendency. If you are so focused on your dream, then everything is going to revolve around you 
So you have to make sure that you are being an intentional servant. And I think you froze, Coach. So I know we're still recording. It's it's coming, but I just want to let you know. So okay. if you're narcissistic, everything centers around you. So you, if you find yourself being that focused on yourself and your dream, become an intentional servant. Look for places where you can solve problems, meet demands, and serve others. So those are three things I can think of, Coach, on maybe signs that you're becoming dream-obsessed versus demand-focused. I'm sure that there are others. Um, I'm sure that there are others, uh, depending on the person themselves. But I think the point is, um, if you're... If you don't have harmony in the process, then you know that your your mind space is is not where it needs to be. That's and, good. Uh, so if if I go back to the idea of the circle mm-hmm. and everything in the circle, everything that we think we know, right? And then things that are out circle, like your dream is outside the circle. Yeah. The inspiration comes to you, but the building of the dream, um requires more elements that are outside of you as an individual and um and frustration and irritation and all those things it's like well how are you adjusting to that which you don't know which is required of you right so if you're just thinking that it should come to you and you should have it you're missing and i and you know so i'm just kind of like going a little bit with that frustration and irritation Mm -hmm. you know take your time you and i are here literally telling people that you know what we've had things that we've that have been in place for five years yep. that we're working on yep. right but we just keep moving because you know it's coming but everything arrives on time mm. right it always arrives on time everything that happens in time is on time right so if you think about from from the onset of the dream to the manifestation of the dream, if you have been the person that has developed, um, then you've been able to see how you've grown in that process. Yeah. Now, what you can give to other people because of that, right? Um, I just think that's important. And sometimes that's myth, right? It's like nothing happens right away. And I think that's a part of the education system. Like we see people that are made, are made, that's the circle. Right. Yeah. You listen to the podcast or you're reading. Um, and you, I don't know how you use the phrase, but stealing down education or knowledge. Um so that you can hear the word, but the word can kind of like remove you from the real deep embodied experience that the person has through. Yeah. Right. So if you're looking at somebody is made, you don't appreciate their process. You just, you see, but you don't realize that a lot of these people that we, you might think are great, their dream has been weeks, months, and process before you see them. Can you, oh, sorry, coach. No, go right ahead. Can you go into a little bit more on the harmony part? Like, are you referring to harmony within yourself, harmony with others, or all of the above? All of the above. But it first going to start as an internal piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you dream obsessed versus demand or focus on um, manifesting that dream in a very structured, practical way, right? Um, if you if you're not in that space, you're not in harmony. You're irritated, right? Yeah. You're angry. You don't know how to work with other people. And that becomes a part of your frustration. It's sort of like the person is really smart, talented. They might even have financial resources, but they, they don't succeed. And they don't understand why they don't succeed. And that's because of, you know, like what's going on with the thinking process, right? Everything is about them. There is a place of narcissism, right? The, whatever their dream is, they're in front of it. It's not about what they can give to others, right? In that re reciprocity, yeah. right? They're not thinking along that line. They're thinking another way. Um, and when you do, you're going to be frustrated. You don't work well with other people. Your deadlines are not being met. Maybe your employees don't perform as you would like them to. And so what you actually see around you is a kaleidoscope that seem to frustrate and irritate you, but they really start with the individual themselves, right? Because that's the first place of harmony. So when we start talking about, well, the first thing is going to be awareness, self-awareness. Yeah. And then the second thing, parents, right? What kind of person are you? Do you show up the same every day? Do you have a sense of congruency about yourself, right? Or are you like all? So as someone that works with business leaders and you help with men and things like this, that's one of the first things you notice when you walk into, when you walk into business, the first thing you get a sense of is the culture. Yep. And the culture of the reflects the harmony of the owner. Yeah, it does. Owners, right? And so when you see that, that's letting you know right now, okay, your focus is not where it needs to be. You you don't have this harmony and it's not reflected in the, in the environment, right? With your employees. Yeah. So your employees become a reflection of your own disharmony. So in a sense, if we stay with the idea of being interconnected, then it's not just the individual, it's you, it's what's on the outside and the entire sphere that you may be in relationship with. I want to touch two things um, as we, you know, wind down, and that is uh, another sign I thought of, and then the idea of exploiting suffering. So the first thing is, I think, or the the third um, sign of, you know, being dream obsessed is when you feel the time pressure or any pressure. One of the things, you know, Coach Greg and I have talked about this. You know, whenever he feels pressure, he stops. He pauses, even if it's for a brief second, to evaluate. You know, like sometimes you got a deadline, you need to hit it. That's a different pressure than when you have an internal pressure that you're running out of time, you're getting older, you're, you know, I mean, the economy. There's so many external things that will try to put pressure on you. So you need to, you need to watch that. And, and recognize, okay, I've now gotten into dream obsessed. Would you agree with that, Coach? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of like, and and in the program, in the, the doctoral program, I'm even more likely to stop what I'm doing and walk away. I sit down and 
like when anger hits me, that's it. That's the first cue for me. It's like, oh, I'm I'm angry right now. I'll leave the keyboard, shut it down, and I'll get up, take a walk, go play with the dogs or whatever. I may not return back to the, what I'm working on until the next day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it's like, hey, you. Well, even though we don't really deal with A's and B's at the at the doctoral level, but you know points it's like okay well guess what you know i don't care if i miss a few points if i need to take a sure that i'm centered yeah right yeah 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 because i gotta have that harmony <laughs> so this idea of exploiting your suffering actually um i initially heard it from robin sharma and it absolutely just i'm like omg um yeah. and he's like you know and it came at the perfect timing, obviously. It was around when my marriage exploded in my face. And he said, um, he said, you have to learn, all the masters learn to exploit suffering. And one way they do it is they look at what they're going through and their immediate question is, okay, what can I gain? What spoils can I take out of this that will help me in the next season of life? They also understand that out of suffering comes greater wisdom, greater strength, greater resilience. So they're going to use it in that next season as well. Um, But also recognizing that some of the things that you need for that dream, you will actually get no other way. And, you know, and so it's not that, hey, this, you know, this was sent to you to teach you a lesson or anything like that. The fact is that people make choices and that's just it. And sometimes they make choices you don't necessarily want nor agree with, but it puts you in a um, strategic position of transformative change, meaning that you're going to use this and exploit it to your advantage. And uh, so um, that was kind of, I think some people tend to have a natural tendency toward that. I know for myself being that deep personality, um, whenever people would say you can't do that or, you know, they would doubt whatever I said I was going to do, it actually created more of a fire where I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I'll I'll come visit you when you're in the same place and I've actually achieved my goal. Um, so some people I think are naturally like that. Uh, others not so much but here's where it can you know definitely be used to your advantage in your dream is again how can you use the things that are happening to you for the next season to go toward your dream but also it can help you not become bitter so if you view um, suffering as an opportunity to gain advantage then the people that were stupid in your life aren't the devil anymore <laughs> does that make sense you know what yeah, i mean so, coach yeah so i do had to think about that i was i was i was thinking about that for just a second um because one of the things that i had said um about creative opportunities you know so like the idea of suffering right even that i have to be very careful with the word mm-hmm. um you know, so if we stick with the idea that the dream comes to you because it's an opportunity for growth and development. That's the first thing, right? The dream is coming to you as an opportunity for growth and development. 
whether it be you directly or maybe somebody that you know, like the dream comes to you for someone else. Yeah. But it's still an opportunity for growth and development, right? If you start with that understanding and the idea that you cannot possibly know even all that you think you know, which means then that you acknowledge that you have to grow. If you look at it from that perspective, then you treat what you experience as an opportunity to grow and change. Yes. Right. And I'd like to think of suffering as um, the results of actions that we take that we fully don't understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But there are some things that are challenges you know, divorce, breakups, loss, um, death, um, those kinds of things that we um, are attached to when we lose those, they, they, those are painful, but not suffering experiences. Something else in the thinking takes that painful experience and turns it into a suffer, one in which we suffer. So we are born knowing that we can't stay here forever, that we have to transition. Yeah. If we acknowledge that, that doesn't mean that we have to be constantly looking over our shoulders and looking, it's like, am I going to be hit it's by a truck? It's a grim reaper on my street today. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to worry about that. But you just know it's like, we're not here forever. So if we know that we're not here forever, then guess what? We are not in anxiety about our life. Yeah, we can move to the next thing. But if we're somebody that's obsessed over over that, now we start to suffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So what we, how we think about things is what allows us to be able to what, you know, um, Sharma says, let's exploit this idea of suffering. Let's, let us navigate successfully the change that comes to our life, right? Change is coming to us. I have to be able to do something, right? I, there's things that I'm required to do, places I'm required to be. Sometimes they're more challenging than others. That's okay. But am I suffering? Because all of a sudden it's like, man, you know, you, you need to you need to throw down about 15,000 words in the next three days, right? If you're sitting over here like, I don't know, you're suffering, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're suffering. If you sit down and say, damn, that's a lot. Okay. Um, what do I need to do next? Yeah. Now I've moved into the navigation phase. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. No matter what it is, it is an opportunity for you to be able to grow. And if you if you don't process your experiences as an opportunity to grow, then you stay in a state in which you do suffer, right? Yeah. You you yeah. literally stay in a feedback loop, right? Yeah. And so that's what we try to help people to get out of. You know, so like in our work together, it's like, okay, look, you know what? That hurts, right? Yeah. Let it hurt so you can learn from it mm -hmm. and then move forward, right? When I hear people say, I don't understand, and I keep hearing them say, I don't understand, I'm looking at a person that's not wanting to grow. Yeah. They yeah. want to stay fixated in, in the same place. So you just have to know that anything that you experience, you can grow from magnificently. Yeah. And yeah. I would say that anybody that we think is great, that has done great things, you pull, pull back the 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 Hollywood curtain and they'll tell you, it's like, look, I've been hurt. Mm -hmm. um, 
or the business owner that said, look, you know what? I slept in a car. I slept in an empty building for six months. Yep. Right. I ate, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Because this is what I needed to do. Now, some people would think that was suffering. But for them, right? yeah. Yeah. But for the person that, that for the person that has a bigger vision, they understand that they have to grow. And that's what that looks like. That's like my so, little artist. I call him my little artist because he's young. Um yeah. but he's actually like six foot two or something. But he he knew in order to be successful he had to get to LA. And so he slept yeah. out of his car until yeah. he could to, you know, sleep somewhere else. And so that's so I think what I want to say in closing, Coach, is that the reason I wanted to touch on that topic is bitterness, uh, unforgiveness is actually, that will stop you if you're yes. not careful. And so yeah. take advantage of what is going on. And I remember um, a couple who were just absolute idiots um, mm -hmm. to me and my ex years ago when we needed help, they actually attacked me. And at the time of going through that, it, oof, you know, there was a lot of, you know, lessons and a lot of stuff I had to do. I mean, seriously, coach, if I would have seen her at one point, you know, she would have been hurt. Yeah. I mean, it was, that's how mad I was. And I remember I'd pray, don't let me see her. Don't let me see her. Don't let me see her. And, um, and, and then later I'm like, thank you so much. Because I don't think what you did because you were stupid, but I took advantage of what you did and I grew and I learned. And so that actually helped me through the animosity because um, it didn't stop. She just kept going. Uh, so that's what I'm saying is you want to be aware of those negative emotions that you feel toward others that have hurt you because they will keep you stuck and you don't. And, and, and then another thing is like, if you look at my, when you said I, people that say, I don't understand, I don't, I don't understand. They're trying to stay in that circle of what they know. Um, the thing is, is that some things are what they are. There's, right. there's no rhyme or reason. You're not going to be able to figure out why someone did what they did to you. So that's the wrong question. Right. The question is, how can I exploit this? So I will tell mm -hmm. you, coach, I am going to make so much money. <laughs> I, I haven't even told you the idea of exploitation. I have. So <laughs> that's, that was, uh, I'm like, okay, how can I make, cause I have a goal. I have a life goal. And you know, one thing that, um, people might can do is I am a, you know, and coaches too, a big believer in writing your dreams down. Um, mm -hmm. I do mine every day. But having that definite practice of you can write your dream, you can think about your dream, but be demand focused so it can help you stay focused. You don't want to throw away the dream, but just don't become so obsessed you miss the demands and opportunities along the way. So any closing thoughts, Coach? Oh, I just think that what you said was just wonderful. And just um, I'll just say that if you understand that your life is a continuous process of growth and development, then that is a way of being able to process events that come to us, no matter how they impact us. If I know I have to grow, when something hits me, it's like, okay, breathe it in, acknowledge it, and then grow, right? Yeah. Just, you know, you we can't know everything. Yeah. So if we release that, 
thought, that thinking, then I think it makes it easier for us now to see the different things that come in that can support us. And feel the feels. So you're not dismissing what you're feeling, but at the same time, you're not letting it stop you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. 